Disability Talks with Shane, talking all things disability. My guests today work very closely with individuals as a support worker under the NDIS banner and also has a background in personal fitness. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew Esmol. Thank you very much for having me, Shane. How are you today? Good, thank you. Absolutely. When and why did you make the decision to start as a support worker in the industry? So that's actually a good way to start things off because I, I guess like it, it's interesting because when I first worked as a support worker, I was still um, working as a personal trainer. Um, I, I was, um, if we go back to when I worked at Fitness First, which would have been, I think I wrapped up there around 2017. Oh no, actually no, it would have been like 2015. Think about it now. Um, I was working with a couple of individuals. Um, one had autism and the other one had visual impairment. So um, I found that um, I guess as I was working there for over a six-year period, I transitioned a little bit from recognising my type of demographic that worked really well. And, um, yeah, that's where it sort of came along and I sort of... Uh, continued down that road even after working at Fitness First. I was still a PT. I worked as a mobile PT, worked with middle-aged mums. So I, I guess it was more about um, recognising not so much that I worked well with people with disability, but more with people who um, just need to, I feel like, I guess they feel a bit more uncomfortable with their body image or just their overall self-esteem. Um, and as opposed to maybe like what you would traditionally see as a personal trainer that uh, would be more, you know, you know, have big guns or arms and six packs. And, you know, I think because of my nature and my personality and that I'm not exactly a very jacked <laughs> PT, uh, those sort of per- people, I guess, naturally gravitated toward me for advice. And, um, and then I guess from there with the NDIS, um, I just picked up more clients through disability and um, decided just to make that a full-time job just to help them out in their day-to-day life. Just, you know, not just the, uh, you know, doing 20 push-ups, but, uh, yeah, the whole kind of process of uh, getting part, becoming a part of their lives and uh, doing what I can to help them out. So, so yeah. How's that sound, Shane? That's good. Helpful? Yeah, cool. What type of people do you work with and why? Um, I work well, I guess I work well with people who, I guess they just need just that extra little bit of support, you know, for lack of a better choice of words, you know, I guess that's why I'm a support worker. Um, so yeah, like I, I have, you know, I've got a pretty big family actually myself and I find I get along particularly well with my younger brother. Uh, do you have any siblings yourself, Shane? Yes, I have one older brother. An older brother. Yeah, what's his name? Paul. 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 Excellent. Yeah. Do you hang out with Paul much? Do you see no. him much at all these days? No. Nah. Not much. <laughs> nah, right. Yeah. yeah, I've got I've got two brothers. My youngest, uh, he's he's actually moved into my place for a little while. But yeah, he's um I guess he finds it a bit more difficult to hope and have sort of faith in himself and the processes you know that it takes you know to, just to get through 
life's journeys. Um, so I find I just naturally feel like good, you know, speaking with him and just chatting about anything. It could be a serious talk or just, you know, about video games. Um, so I guess that's the sort of people I really work well with. Yeah. You know, ones where I can really inject more of a sort of task-driven personality within, you know, my kind of um, way of life, but uh, still be down to earth and, you know, And with with that, I know one of your ex, one of your participants that used to do a lot of that at the ex-employment people I used to be with, with you at. Yeah, right. Well, that's cool. There you go. Which was Ben and that. Yes, yes, Ben. Yeah, Ben. I guess Ben, in a sense, uh, fulfills that um, type of person that I work well with, you know, he's. He's uh he loves playing video games as well and um he I guess he's really in touch with um you know that that he's he kind of needs that extra bit of support you know so he he depends a little bit on you know his uh, support work uh, group uh, like these other people that help with his um, development so yeah so we just really work well together in that sense. And, um, yeah, I guess, uh, like, I guess in a way that's just what it is to be a support worker, isn't it? You know? Yep. You're there just to help them out wherever you can and uh, help them not just to teach them but help them to, I guess, take those steps on their own eventually, you know, become as independent as they can be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where did you do your qualification? Mm, well... That's a that's a, actually a trick question because I I haven't really had any formal qualifications as a support worker, um, which is really cool, isn't it? Like in a sense that you know you can just jump in and help people out, you know, if, if that becomes something you take an interest in, um, you know, because it ultimately comes down to just having a bit of compassion. Um, if you if you generally have that person's best interest. You know, you will be a benefactor for them. Um, so, yeah, um, I I think would that be? Do you have any support workers yourself, Shane? Yeah. Yes, I do. Which mm. is um, Daz, who is also my support worker and also my producer on my um, podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> that's even better, isn't it? When they, I guess, when they have something. Uh, externally to their skill set just as a carer but to have you know a, a particular category of other skills that help you to propel yourself even further like having a podcast series I think that's even better isn't it yes it is, is. That, yeah it makes makes things not just not just help you develop your own skills and maybe being better at communicating but I think it just makes life just more engaging more fun it does. I mean, how are you finding your podcasting so far? Not bad. It's actually doing pretty good. Yeah. How many How many people have you interviewed at this point? About eight. Eight. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah, you must be finding it all right. That's good. I am. Mmm. Mmm. Fantastic. We so, am. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jane. We worked together for a while back at the same company would you like to explain on some of the activities we did together 
Right. Yes. So we we used to go down to the bridge, didn't we? Yes, down we did. Springvale. And uh, yeah, we. I guess yeah, that's when it all began. Uh, you know, that was uh, pretty early on working as a carer myself, and uh, that's when we met. And uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cool, wasn't it, when we first met? We yes, with you and Ben. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we all got along really well. I mean, you know, of course, uh, communication skills wise, you know, like Shane, you're really, you know, you're really good at getting out of your comfort zone and talking to new people. Um, so yeah, it, it just worked really well. And I guess that's kind of like one of the big things about, you know, you just get to kind of be yourself and just chat with people and it's a very friendly environment. So it just helps to encourage you to just, just to, just to step outside of maybe your, your normal comfort zone in a community-based environment. And um, already just in that, I think that's an important asset to, uh, to I guess, having like employment-based skills, isn't it? There's the yep. vast majority of jobs out there, you know, you have to interact with other people. Yep. Uh, what sort of job would you like to have, Shane? Like, do you have any jobs that you're thinking of having? Or? In the um, sports field. What? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, tell well, me more about that. Um, I prefer a lot of the sports stuff like the AFL, NOL and stuff like that. Okay. Great. Great. And do you want to, what is there like, do you want to help out like being, uh, I don't know, like a water boy or like what's, what's what a job? All into being a personal assistant to a player, if, if I could, or the coach. Wow. That would be awesome. Yeah, that that sounds really cool. Like, what sparked that idea? Like, just just a, sport. Yeah, yeah because, so you're the, sport. because the other uh, employment all that said I couldn't. I wanted to prove them, prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. So people with disability can under can understand they can get that high, not just entry level. Employment. Yeah. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. I, like attitude is 99% of it, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, if, you, if you're in the right headspace and you if you take every opportunity to, um, to learn from other people and might take it maybe a little bit longer to get to that stage. Uh, but, but, yeah, if you just stick to it, if you're persistent and consistent, and it's also uh, hard for people to trust people with a um, disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess especially if you don't know the person, because um, on the surface all that you know about that person is that they, you know, they might have a learning disability or cognitive impairment. And, then, and yeah, I guess when you get to know the person, you start to realise that, yeah, I guess it's not as simple as just, if you have a disability, it's not possible. I mean, it's like with Ben, isn't it? Like yeah. if we tie it back with Ben again, like he he's like, he just keeps surprising me with all these things that he knows. Um, and it's not because he's like necessarily uh, really, really gifted. I think it's just because he has a genuine interest in it. That's a good so, one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, it doesn't matter if you have disability or you know or not. I think I think that's a great um, mindset to have, isn't it? You know, to follow your passions because if it, 
if it is your passion, then naturally you'll get better at it and naturally you'll, you know, start to transition, you know, or um, find other um, career opportunities that might have better pay and, yeah, it just it, you just become very financially stable in a sense, you know, to a degree, you know. Yep. Like, but, yeah, that's, that's really good, Shane. Like, have you, I guess right now with COVID, it's <laughs> a little bit difficult to – could it to really go down that avenue, but have you are you like looking to do that maybe after COVID finishes? Yes, I am. How has COVID affected you and your participants? Uh oh you know, it's it's really it really is um different. It, the circumstances that everybody's in, I think, um you know, uh generally Toward the negative side of things, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, like for for Ben, for example, like he, I think, in terms of just getting out of the house and um, just involving himself more in communication, uh, going to the footy club. You know, we're talking about like maybe joining a disco, that sort of thing. So you know, so he can continue to develop his social skills and. Um, that sort of thing. I think, you know, in that regard, his development uh, is taking a bit of a hold. Um, and then, of course, with others that I work with, um, you know, it's just that social isolation, you know, not being able to uh, catch with your mates and, you know, go down and watch the footy or have a barbie together or just play video games or just, just to chat, you know. It's, it's a bit rough on a few people in that respect too, so... Yeah, how about you, Shane? How's it affecting you? Are you coping okay? Or? Very in different ways. In mm, mm. one of the big yeah. ones, where I can't do my groups that I go lot of outings with and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you miss that side of things. Yes, I do. Mm. Do you have any particular friends that you particularly hoping to catch up with? I catch up with someone that you probably would would know of, which is Sophie from the ex um, cause. Oh yeah, okay, wow. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. have you still still been chatting over the phone? Or? Yes, even face to face when we can. Oh, that's good. That's good. What yeah, puts yeah. a smile on your dial? <laughs> I like this nice change of tone. Um, oh, I, I do. I, I I do like when, um, whether it's myself or people that I care about, you know, when they um, just hit goals. You know, could be big, could be small. It's just really, you know, reassuring. You know, just to hear these sorts of positive bits of uh, news. You know, like say. Um, as a carer, you know, I work with another client. His name's Micah, and uh, you know, he he finds it difficult to regulate his um, his anger. So, so he, it's kind of similar to Ben. You know, he needs something really tactile to uh, you know just to sort of lean against, to push against, or 
even you know knock around a little bit. So with with Micah, um, you know he's a big doggy supporter. But when when we lost the grand final, uh, yeah, it really just you could tell he was just he he didn't really uh, you know I guess acknowledge Take it well. and. Yeah, just just to just to come to terms with it, you know. He he was just like, oh, the umpires are making all these mistakes, and you know, blah, blah. and uh, he just went into this state of rage, and um, yeah, caused a bit of damage, unfortunately, uh, around the property. So so oh, the cool. next day, I, I had a chat with him, and I said, you know, this is uh, I, I know that this is difficult, um, that that you know, I guess when you look at how we all have anxiety and stress and anger, you know, we all deal with it in different ways. And uh, with Mike, unfortunately, he finds it, you know, I guess it's an extreme example of that where he just, you know, needs to vent. He really has to let it out of his system. So I brought in a boxing bag, a big heavy bag with him and uh, some boxing gloves and everything, you know, the whole kit to boodle. Um, and, um, yeah, set it up in the garage. And, um, yeah, ever since then, he just loves it, you know. So it's really cool that he's um, not only able to vent, but he's getting fitter and healthier. And, yeah, so it's a big positive step in the right direction. So that sort of stuff really does make me happy. Well done. Can you tell us a bit about your uh, work side of your access story? The work side? Hmm. Um, well, I think, oh, let's see. I'm trying to think of one specific story. Um, well, with Ben, um, like we, we know that uh, with Ben that, um, he's, he's sort of at that point now where I think he's developed enough of those skill sets to be able to find work. So we have been looking around and, um, and yeah, finally he, he got a job actually. So I was very happy for him. He well, can I for, ask where? Yeah. Uh, so up at Keysborough, there's um, I think Barry Plant. They they need flyers dropped off. Yep. So they uh, yeah they decided to uh, take Ben on board. His job interview and you know like anyone you know he went through the normal procedure. That's good of him. Yeah. Yeah. So so once uh, once everything opens up again, he'll be. Down, heading down up that way, and will you go with him? Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. He will always have a support worker. He's got a few of them, so whether it's me or one of the others. So, yeah. So I'm very happy for him for that. So am I. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a paid job. It's you know it's exactly what he needs. So, it's, um, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for him. It's only going to be like eight hours a week. That's better than nothing. But, but that's it. That's it. You know, it's a, um, it's a building block. It's a building block. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, to to be able to just have a job and to to take that first step in the right direction. Yep, and it's good for your it's resume good. too. Yeah, yeah, that too. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because I guess he's he's got more of a big fat hairy goal of working at like a uh, like a cafe or you know like a waiter at a, at a restaurant last time I last time he said I remember him he said that working at a pet, petrol station 
Yeah, yeah. You also might um, work just around the corner. He's hoping to work around the corner. At, um, yeah, one of the, the servos. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that might be a right thing. But I think really because Ben's such a good cook and, um, yeah, he's worked with uh, one of the other carers, Raywin, you know, so he heads down to her place and, um, you know, he just, like it looks good, it tastes good, it smells good, <laughs> and I think it ties back with again, like I said before, with following instructions. Like he's good at like uh, Hello Fresh recipes. Um, yeah, it's anything where he knows exactly what tasks to put ahead of him, and he just he smashes it. So. Do you work with individuals or groups? Um. Yeah, I guess it's just individuals. Um, yeah, yeah, I've always done that. Uh, personal training as well, you know, I, I work better one-on-one as opposed to in a big group. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I guess I, I, I guess in a sense I don't um, naturally work well in terms of um, feeling, you know how it is when you get butterflies, yeah. you know, when you talk in front of a big group. Yeah, I mean, I get a bit of that, but, um, you know, it's it's something that maybe I could still work on and improve a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, I think one-on-one is the way to go for me. Question I'm going to put in, do you still see your participants face-to-face or on Zoom? Um, yeah, um, mainly face-to-face, you know. You know, the um, – since I – since a support worker is considered a healthcare worker, you know, frontline healthcare worker, we uh, we're exempt of uh, you know the lockdown rules. Uh, so we, yeah, so it's still work face to face for the most part. But it does come down to, of course, the individual, the family. If they if they'd rather, um, you know, just stay at home and uh, try to limit contact with other people, and you know, that's that's the case with one of my clients down in Berwick. And um, yeah, I can see why. You know, you you know, we, we have to uh, we have to stay safe to the best of our ability. You know, focus on the long term. How far so, do you travel as a support worker? Um. Ooh. Well, yeah, Barrick is the furthest out uh, out from Melbourne. Um. And yeah, I go up for uh, Blackburn. Uh, and it's south towards Dingley, and then the most inward is Turak. So oh, that would be that the getting up to the high end part of Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it would be a dream, wouldn't it, to live up in that area? Yes, it would. Yeah, yeah. But, um, what, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. What if people want you as a support worker? What do they do? Oh. Um, uh, maybe knock off a few of my other <laughs> clients. I'm pretty busy. Um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I haven't actually picked up any new clients personally, to be honest, uh, over like the last few years. Um, but with that in mind, you know, um, if, uh, if you do have any, um, know of anybody that uh, just wants to talk, um, you know, just, 
just to maybe have a discussion about maybe, um, yeah, how I can help them out just by having a discussion on my experience as a carer uh, through the NIS. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I know obviously a few other support workers. um, So that support group might, you know, somebody might be able to raise their hand and help out. Um, But, yeah, in terms of finding more work, I'm probably working too much as it is. (laughs) I thought I would ask the question. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good question. That's a very good question. Because, I, I mean, you know, I guess that's a good thing about having a podcast is people get to know other, other individuals and if they want to learn a bit more about them or they might want to seek help from them, then, yeah, that's, uh, that's not a bad bad question to ask at all. It's not. Um, if no. listeners would like to become a support worker, what should they do and why? Um, well, I, I think the most important thing to do is just to to recognize that even if you haven't done any work like a support worker before that you know if you're if you're prepared to you know be patient and willing to just work you know with people with different needs you know then that's all you got to do you know because in terms of the technical side of things of actually becoming a support worker um you could you know like you could work for uh, like an employment agency. For lack, I don't actually know what the phrase would be, but basically you can work at places like Mabel um, and Higher Up, which is where I started Higher Up myself. Um, and um, yeah, you need to put in your application still. So, and then um, yeah, from there, you know, uh, if it all goes well and they approve, you know, you put up a. Um, some information about yourself up on their um, up on their website, and um, and then other um, and then you know uh, people who are um, given NDIS funding um, might actually come across your information and reach out to you, and, and vice versa. You know, so that's that's probably the best um, platform. You know, one of those two, uh, higher up or Mabel. I mean, there's a bit more technicality behind, you know, the process of, I guess, how um, how it operates, you know, as an employee or as a sole trader. But yeah, they're definitely two. And one thing you'll need is you're working with children's and police check, won't you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, working with kids, police check, and I believe you need your level two first aid as well. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. No. You go, you go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like I said, like you don't actually need to, um, you know, you don't need a cert four or a diploma or anything. Um, you just, yeah, if you, if you, if you feel like, you know, maybe, um, you know, your current job, you know, doesn't bring you joy or it just doesn't seem like the right thing for you, you know, then who's to say that's, you know, maybe not worth an avenue, you know, at least trying out. You know, you've got nothing to lose. So, yeah. Thanks very much for sh- again. Thanks very much for sharing your story with me today, Andrew. Hopefully we can chat again soon. Been a pleasure. Yeah, no, it's been a good chat. I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion and um, 
I'll hopefully, yeah, we do catch up down, down the road. Thanks very much, Andrew Edisman, for joining me to share your story. This has been Disability Talk with Shane. Ciao for now. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.